we are today I wanted to take a few minutes and I wanted to kind of lay out and talk a little bit about uh, missions in the sense of we're getting ready to enter in to missions and I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a brief um, a, a I would want to call it a an overview maybe, but it's also kind of, maybe there's folks that haven't been here for a long, long time. Uh, you know, let me just, there's a couple of questions I was kind of pondering. And, you know, the question, what is missions? And actually, it's not missions, it's mission. There's only one mission. We just happen to be doing it in any place that God opens a door that we feel as though he's directed us to go. And we can't be everywhere, but God does give us specific areas to go into. And so, uh, you know, so basically what is the mission then? See, some people, uh, I think, really don't even know. It's like, well, it's, it's kind of like the gospel. What is the gospel? Well, it's the Bible, right? And it's like, well, the Bible tells us what the gospel is. The gospel is that God sent his son into the world to die on a cross uh, so that our sin could be forgiven, that by his, you know, uh, death on the cross, we could be born again. And the thing is, is that's a message that's really the mission. The mission is to take that message. And so Matthew 28, let me just read this. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, uh, it says, all, Jesus is speaking, and he says, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. And some of you are thinking, well, that was Jesus. Okay, Jesus is getting ready to ascend and go to the Father. And he's talking to his disciples. And so I would include myself. I include the church in this. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Every single person is 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 commissioned. Let's just say it that way. We're all commissioned to share this message of Christ. Some people do it in a in a neighborhood setting. Some people do it in a uh, maybe a, a citywide. Maybe you go to a certain area and you minister. You you share the your faith. Some people do it at work. I mean, we all we all called to do this. This is not something that's left to the professionals. We're all called to be uh, taking the gospel. That's what what Jesus is saying here. Jesus said, "And I've give, been given all authority." Well, I don't have authority to go in there. We use wisdom, I know that. But missions is really about us. This, this happened after the cross, after the tomb, after the resurrection. Jesus, after all that's over with, he's standing in front of his disciples and he says, I've been given all authority. This is what I came for. I hold the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I hold it all. I have the power. And I'm giving you this power and this commission, this charge, this privilege, this opportunity. Choose your word. But I know a lot of times uh, the, the thought of missions is, is like, you know, that's something that happens overseas. But missions is what happens through us as believers. We are all on mission. We've been called to get the gospel to every person. And whether they receive it or not, that's on them. But the thing is, is when we present this message, the Bible tells us that the gospel is the power of God. Romans 1.16, the gospel is the power of God to save every family member that you have. The gospel is the power of God to save your neighbors, your co-workers, the city, our nation, the world. The gospel is that power. It's not building another church building and putting it, and I'm not against any of that. Don't get me wrong. 
But I'm saying it's for us. If every person in this room would see it as what it is, and it's like, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a secretary, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm an electrician, or I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a that. Okay, I get it. I understand that. Go electrician and go uh, secretary and go. But you know what? I guarantee you, we talk to people about things that are important to us. We talk to them about our, we talk to them about our children, about our, our values, about the house we're looking to buy, about our neighborhood. We talk to them about Christmas. We talk to them about all kinds of things. But somehow, talking to them about Christ, it seems like yeah, that's one of those don't go there zones. And I just want to encourage every person. This is not condemnation. This is a challenge. Jesus said, and I will be with you always. He's with us always. You know, don't, I, I don't want to be ugly when I share Christ. Matter of fact, if I'm ugly sharing Christ, I'm just sharing my ugly. That's all I'm doing. But if I share Christ, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the life that he's given me, the way he's changed my life. And that's really what Jesus put the charge to us, the challenge, the he commissioned us. This is called the Great Commission. In Matthew 16, 15, he said, Go into all the world and preach. Well, I'm not a preacher. That word preach just simply means tell about what God said. Preach the good news. Tell the good news to everyone everywhere. To everyone everywhere. Man, talk to them about football. Talk to them about whatever it is you talk to them about. But somehow in there, find a way. And so that's, that's missions at home. But then there's missions in other places that we finance and we sponsor in other places. But so basically that's what missions is. It's getting this message of Christ to somebody that doesn't have the opportunity to get it. And so since 1974, in this area of missions that we're that we're talking about, since 1974, this church has invested in I think it's like 27 countries, something like that. Uh, Mexico, India, Botswana, Nigeria, South Africa, Dominican or uh, um, Democratic Republic of Congo, had to think of what DR was. I know it's not Dr. Dr. Congo here. Uh, Burundi, uh, Russia, Guatemala, uh, Indonesia, Australia, uh, China, Vietnam, Cambodia, Myanmar, Romania, Australia, I I mean Austria, Bulgaria, Scotland, Cuba, Colombia, Thailand, Honduras, Laos, Israel, Lebanon, and the good old USA. And that's just the countries that I could think of, and I'm sure there's others. Joe and I uh, thought through this, and that's what we could think of. And so here we sit, and you might be going, I wasn't here for that. That's why I'm talking to us. This is our time. And I had a conversation with with Joel Holm uh, this week. And in the course of the conversation, we were just discussing lots of things going on. And and he said, tell me what you guys are doing in missions. And I, I began explaining to him, and he said, you know, it sounds like what's going on, because I, I love the way Joel listens and puts it together. He says, it sounds like you're investing in the next generation. Because you think of Cuba, you've got a young couple down there, and we're investing in them as best we can. You think about Cambodia, these are young people. Well, they're younger than me, so they're young people, okay? <laughs> but that's our goal, is to invest in the next generation, Because I'm here and I'm going to be here. Joe and I were talking this morning a little bit. And I said, we're going to do what we do. But we need the generation that's coming up now 
to see themselves in the place that God sees them. In the place of directing and going and investing and dreaming a dream for what it's going to look like to get the gospel to every person on the planet. We're still doing it. Judy, you still doing this? We're still doing this. Paul, we're doing this still. We're still dreaming the dream. But the thing is, it's a new generation. And today, I just want to kind of challenge. So basically, what's our motive for missions? Is it so we can get some stripes? So we can get some notches on our Bible? No. Let me tell you what the ultimate motive for missions is. According to, to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, he says, after everything, faith, hope, and love. These three, now, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. And then in Corinthians 14, verse 1, this is what Paul starts off with. He says, let love be your highest goal. What's our motive for missions? It's love. What was God's motive for missions? It was love for God so loved the world. Man, I don't want to compartmentalize uh, the gospel. Oh, that's for Sundays. That's for special occasions. That's for BBS. Oh, that's for, you know, missions when we have the missions month. That's, it's for every day when we get up. And we go do our business. We go do what we do. We, we love people. We, 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 we're mechanics and we're all the things we do. But in the midst of that, we're, we, we are looking and we're willing to share the good things that God's done in our life. He forgave my sin. My life has never been the same since he saved me. Oh, you haven't had any problems? Oh, that's another book. Lots of problems. But you know what? He goes with me through everything I go through. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, the week, the month, the year, the decade, into this lifetime, there's always going to be the end of this lifetime. We're all going to go the, you know, the, I, I'm going to just say it. Dana said, quit saying that, but I'm going to say it anyway because she's out there. The ultimate statistic, 10 out of 10, will enter eternity. 10 out of 10. Nobody gets out of here alive. <laughs> I'm talking about in this natural life. Nobody leaves this planet. Nobody leaves this alive. And that doesn't terrify me. You know why? Because I have salvation because I've received the good news of Christ that he's forgiven my sin that he lives inside of me you know people who who don't know Christ people who they they live in fear of the unknown the future eternity well I just don't and here's here's the solution for a lot of them oh I don't believe there is a hereafter well good luck with that because there is a hereafter and in that hereafter there's a loving God that's reaching into this world Taking, uh, he went to extreme ends to make sure that every single person had the opportunity to know that they could have life everlasting. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes on him wouldn't perish, but would have eternal, everlasting life. We know that. Those of us that are born again, we know that. And so, you know, maybe, maybe, so what is missions? Missions is getting this good news to people. Our motive is because we love people. And let me give you one more quick thought, one more quick emotive, uh, a thought on, on this. You know, uh, the ultimate, I would say, motive for missions is love. It's love. Because if we don't love, 
then it just turns into pounding, just pounding on people. You're going to go to hell. You don't want to go to hell. You want to go to hell. I don't want you to go to hell. It's not that. Love will do whatever it takes to win someone over. And that's what God did. And I would expect no less of me, no less of us. Romans chapter 1, verse 14 through 17. Paul says this. He says, I am a debtor. A debtor. I owe. He says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach or to share the gospel uh, with you who are also in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so I guess there is another motive. What's the motive for why we would feel any, and another translation uses the word obligation. You know what? I don't like obligation. I don't like making, I don't like people making me feel obligated. But sometimes, like when the bank contacts me and says, hey, we haven't received your payment. Dude, get off my case. Wait a minute, wait, let me think back. Oh, that's right, you did that for me. You gave me that loan. You you gave me that electricity, so I don't know why you're sending me a bill saying I haven't paid it. Oh, you've done something for me. God has done the ultimate for us. And so the obligation, the obligation that we feel, that we need to feel, is not because... Dang, God just won't get off my case. It's because God saved us so that we can reach others. We don't work for our salvation. I just want you to know that. You don't go knocking on doors. You don't go talking to your neighbors so you can be saved. You do that because we are saved. When I say knocking on doors, I'm talking about we're talking to people at work or whatever, sharing Christ with people, writing a letter, sending a text, putting something on Facebook other than your lunch. Something, we share the faith that we have. But it's not so much uh, uh, about us. Uh, we're not working for our salvation. We're working for others' salvation. We are doing the work we're working. We're, we work hard for salvation. Yes, not mine, others. That's what we're called to do. This, Paul says, I am a debtor. I owe God my soul. I owe God everything that I am. A debtor, one who owes another. And the thing is, is God's not looking to collect it from me. The debt that we owe to God is payable to others. We can pay what we owe to God to others by delivering the message of Christ. That's what missions is all about. Now, I know we're talking about locally and in our families and in our environment that we live in, but missions is also how we, how we uh, pay that debt. By, by investing in getting the gospel to any other, to Mexico, India, uh, Africa, places in Africa, uh, South Africa, uh, the uh, Vietnam, e, uh, you know, Europe, wherever God sends us. Why would I feel obligated to do that? Well, I'm not obligated because, don't be obligated, don't feel obligated because I'm telling you. Don't feel like you're a debtor because I'm saying this because that, that's not right. But when we can feel the burden of God's heart, he paid the debt. He paid the price for every single person. 
And one way that we do this, one way that we do this is through the faith promise card. It's through us, us making the commitment to say, God, I, I don't, maybe one day I might go overseas. Maybe one day I might go on a mission trip. Maybe one day you might send me to, to work as a missionary uh, in another country. I don't know. But probably, by and large, not. Because it's really, maybe, maybe I wouldn't take that. If God's put that on your heart, it's whatever, that's great. But maybe some of you are going, dude, I, I don't feel like I'm supposed to go anywhere. I get that. Because I feel the exact same way most of the time. But God doesn't let me stay home. He lets me or makes me go. <laughs> However, but one way that we go and we go continually, we've been doing this for over 40 years is through the faith promise card. And today what I'm going to do is in just a minute, I'm going to have, uh, we're going to have these passed out. We already got them out here, Marty? Okay. We're going we're gonna to, if you don't have one of these, which you probably don't unless you picked one up coming in. Uh, I just want you to get one of these. Marty, go ahead. Let's go ahead and start uh, passing these out, if you will. I just want you to have one. We're not doing anything with it today, but this is the card that we use to finance getting the gospel to Mexico, to India, to Burma, Myanmar, wherever you call it, wherever you call it by, uh, to China, to Cuba. This is how we do it. And, and, and the thing is, is we've got great people in those in those places. And, and you know what, what I love? I love the fact that there are older folks in that country that are holding the line. They're towing the line, but they're raising up another generation. They're raising up new, younger people that are, that are going out that are fiery and excited. And so basically what this is, on the backside, it talks about the faith promise and uh, what we can promise, uh, what we can accomplish together tells you what a faith promise is. A faith promise is a, fair, a faith, a prayerful commitment that we make annually above and uh, beyond our uh, general ties with the specific purpose of accomplishing our vision and missions. We make this commitment uh, with faith that God will provide the means for us to give this offering over the course of a year. The faith promise offering can be given weekly, monthly, or one time. And you can take time to go down and read all those, you know, how it works. You just, you know, we, we, we just trust the Lord. And, and the thing is, it's not, I remember Pastor Messer used to say, you know, we either send or we go. We send or we go. And sometimes we do both. Sometimes we send and we go. Uh, but the thing is, is I think we're talking about maybe in other countries. Maybe we can't go there, but we make sure that someone is going. We're making sure as best we can that the gospel is being preached in a place in Cuba, La Serana, in the Moran area, uh, by Pastor Roque and Kerry. They are, they are doing the work of the ministry there, uh, whether we help them or not, but we're helping them to do it more effectively with the finances that we, that we give them. The same thing's going on in Cambodia. The church is there. I, I, was, I was speaking with uh, the pastors, just texting back and forth. And, and um, over the last year in Cambodia, things are not, still are not open there. They're not doing well. Uh, but the thing is, is here's what they're doing. Whatever they can, 
the, I was talking to Corey, um, Corey Nichols with Destiny Rescue just a couple of days ago, and he was telling me that uh, the, the, the country manager for, for Destiny Rescue there in Cambodia, uh, he was an, uh, a gentleman that had gone over there, and he was working in that country. He loved it. He had retired, I believe, and he had gone over to work in that country to be there and to organize Destiny Rescue. He contracted COVID, and he died. And the thing is, here's the deal. He said, the one thing that we saw that was going on through him was that the country is literally starving to death. Now, this is, I don't know about right now, but I don't think it's been long since this gentleman has died because food hasn't been brought in. He said that they've been drop shipping food in there. Well, that's not missions. Every bit missions. That is every bit missions. We're helping people to know that there's a God in heaven. You know, you go to talk to someone and they're starving to death and you go, well, you know what? You just hold on to that growling belly. Let me see if you want to respond to Jesus. We, we minister to their needs. It opens a door. God shows his hand. He shows himself faithful. If God doesn't care about my life, and this is, I think, what the world looks at uh, uh, religion like. If God doesn't care about the world that I live in right now, what I'm going through, I've got to feed my kids. I've got to do what I need to do. Then you know what? Who cares? That's the world's mentality, and I get it. So we do help. We help with wells as best we can. We help, we've helped with homes, building homes. We've helped with micro-enterprise uh, uh, things where we give uh, uh, the widows, we give them finances, and they get training, and they start a business, and they can take care of their family, and they can take care of others as well. It's not just about having people pray the prayer, bow their heads, sign a thing, go, we're moving on now. It's about helping. Jesus came to make people's lives better. He made mine better, and I know he's made our lives better. And the thing is, so that's one of the things, that's another aspect of missions. Now, if you would just kind of hang on to this card, and uh, maybe by the next week or the week after, I don't know, we'll be doing missions for the next several weeks, all the way through November. What would God put on your heart to do? You know, I think we look at this and we go, well, man, I can't do this. Here's the thing. It's a faith promise. What can you believe God to do through you? What can you believe God to do? So that's what we'll be talking about every week. Don will be here next week. He's going to come. He's going to share. He's going to hopefully stir. I know he will. He'll stir your heart and he'll and he'll share about the goodness and the faithfulness of God and how the gospel is working where he is. And basically... We'll put the charge out for the faith promise card next week. And if that next week God hasn't spoken to you or whatever, then we'll do it week after week. Uh, you know, and hopefully God will give you, I know he will, hopefully we can hear God tell us what to be involved. Pastor Messer used to say, it's not about equal amounts. Look, I don't know what my neighbor's doing. I don't know what this person over here, they're doing. I don't know. I need to hear God for me. I just need to know what God wants me to do. And I know you look at this card and some people might look at that and go, yeah, 25 bucks, that's a, a week, a month, a, one time, that's a lot. 500, who can give 500? Lots of people. And lots of people do. And lots of people give 25 uh, a week or a month. And it impacts the world. Because the thing is, it's what God tells us to do. There's no, I'm not pressuring anybody. But here's the thing, I want to stretch I don't want to just do what's comfortable and convenient. I want to stretch. You know, when we go and buy, every time we upgrade something in our home or in our life, you know what, I don't ever go and say, yeah, I want one of those things. I had it since 1978. You got any more of those left? I got one back in the back. Hey, how much you want for that? I don't want a 1978 model. I want 
a 2022 model. And so what do we have to do? We got to stretch. God wants us to stretch in our faith in whatever that looks like. I don't know. I'm not manipulating. I'm not telling people you better or else God will love you if you take this card and tear it up into a thousand pieces and throw it in the trash. He will love you. But one thing is for sure. If we allow him to speak to us and we by faith, we say, God, I want to trust you to help me with this. He'll use you. Loving you is not the question. Using us is the question. Are we going to let him use us? And so Paul makes this statement. He says, I'm a debtor. Jordan, you can go on, bro, because I'm about done here. You probably help me to wind it down, buddy. Okay? Um, uh, basically, we need to live with a sense of debt or obligation. God, because you loved me, I want you to use me, use my life. Uh, in, in Matthew 28, or Matthew 10, verse 8, Jesus said, Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, And I believe preach the gospel could be in there as well. Share the hope that you have. And he says, he goes on and he says, freely you have received, now freely give. And you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. I promise you, you know, I think all of us could tell stories, tell, give testimonies about, you know, when you, when you allow God to use you in an area, I never walk away from that situation going, man, I feel broke now. Or I feel empty. I feel... I always walk away with an expectation that God's going to do something and it doesn't take long until he fills that. It may not be with resources, finances, but it'll be in another area. But he always meets our need. The question is, is do I need him to use me in missions? That's your call. God, I need you to meet this faith promise. I need you to help me to meet this faith promise. And so whatever it is, however you do in that, Uh, But I would just ask that we would all be a part, that we would all get involved and believe that God's going to use us. As we today, like in Australia right now, I think it's like two in the morning, three in the morning. So in Asia, it's probably whatever, uh, four or five in the morning. Uh, In in Africa, it's probably, you know, not quite that late. But I'm just thinking of as the world, you know, there's different time zones. So when we're lying in bed at night, when we're here worshiping God, when we're going home and, and sitting down and eating, the mission dollars that we're giving is winning people to Christ. It's helping people to find hope. That's what. That's the way I look at it. I don't look at it like the only time my giving is, is any good is when I'm giving it right now. I give and God uses it. He's multiplying it. The fishes and the loaves, he's multiplying it. What's this among the whole world? I think there's uh, 7.44 billion people on this planet. I just looked the other day and that's kind of the calculation of what they say. Well, what, what is what we can do here among so many? When we put what we have in God's hands as an individual, as a church, God will do whatever he needs to do to get the job done. He's just looking for people. And so here's what I say as I close. Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'll go financially. I'll go physically. I'll go however. I'll send people. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And that's what I want the heart of, of Imagination Church Human to be. Is Lord, here we are. We'll go. We'll send. We'll do whatever we need to do. Just use us. Let me pray. Father, I thank you today for, for the gospel. I thank you, Lord, that the gospel is not limited to a certain group. But, Lord, you said it's for the wise and the unwise. Lord, thank you for that. 
Because, Lord, I was not wise in my life, my, my younger, my youth. I wasn't wise concerning eternal and spiritual things. Lord, you said it was for uh, every single person, everyone, everywhere. And so, Lord, I pray that the, the burden of your heart, the, the thing that's on your heart, and that is that you love every single person. Lord, let, let, us, let us feel that burden. Lord, let us feel that burden, Lord, that, that love for the lost, that love for people all around the world. God, let us pull down all the strongholds of, of, of prejudice, the way we might think about certain people, that they're where they are because they want to be there, and all that stuff. Help us to pull all that stuff down. And Lord, I pray that you'd let our heart be as your heart. Lord, broken for the lost, doing whatever it is that we can do to see them find hope and find salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So this morning, as we close, um, you know, as I said in the very beginning, I, I don't want us to leave here the same. I want us to receive something, and hopefully through the message, through the scriptures we've read, through what we've thought through in this last few minutes, uh, that God's already working on our heart. We used to have when, when I would first started pastoring, my wife would sit in the back, right back there where Uncle Jewel and, and Sam are sitting. And they would sit back there, and after I'd get through preaching, they would take the piece of paper and they'd write a number on it. Like, that was a six, that was a five, just teasing me. I don't know exactly what you think about this service today, but one thing is for sure, the heart of God is, is it's on display. He wants us to see it. He wants us to feel that. And so this morning, um, before we even leave here this morning, uh, I just want to make sure that we give opportunity to pray for folks. Maybe you're here today and maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. Maybe you're watching online and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. We will post this faith promise card online as well. Maybe there's folks that are that still don't feel like they want to come. They can come. Uh, it'll be online. We want you to be a part of this as well. So it'll be uh, on, on our website. But to this morning, if you need prayer for anything, first of all, let's stand today. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. If I could just have my altar ministry workers come. You know, I believe in prayer. I believe that the Bible says that you know, if there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him call for people of faith and let them pray the prayer of faith for them and pray over them. If you need wisdom, the Bible tells us to ask God and we'll pray for you, pray with you about wisdom. If you need a touch, if you, whatever you might need, we're here. If you need a healing, if you need restoration in your life, whatever, God cares and he wants to do in your life. So the altar is open. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to pray. If you need prayer, you can come right here.